This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. Whether you're an old lover, young lover, indie lover, punk lover, folk lover, rock lover, or whatever you are, uh, uh, we're glad you're here. My name is Frank, and with me is the one that everybody loves and everyone's favorite lover, Mark. Well, hello, Frank, you mother lover. <laughs> you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, and you can see these mugs right here on YouTube. That's right. But when you ask, that's a great question. Thank you so much for asking. New episodes drip to the drop each and every Friday. That's right. You're hearing us for the first time. Welcome. We catch heat for not being like the norm, but don't worry. We're not hipsters. I mean, look at us, really. Like, no, there's, there's no way. I mean, look, just look, look at this, right? Uh, we review records, discover bands, may include uh, some spotlights on certain bands, uh, may even look into some mysteries of the Ooh. rock world. <laughs> <laughs> just <Okay>. like that. <laughs> so you're definitely going to want to check out our verse series where Frank and I will duke it out on behalf of two bands or albums uh, in the name of what we like to call Total Stereo Domination. Love it. Cookie Monster. Thank you. Love Thanks, it. Go for Love it. it. <laughs> While you're checking us out, uh, look at our Instagram page, Facebook group. Hopefully these episodes will leave you wanting more of our musical goodness. If you have mm-hmm. a record, let us know that you want us to review, comment, like, all that stuff. Um, I was on an 80s trend, Mark, for, mm-hmm. for a while with the recommendations I gave you. Bit. But now I, I mm-hmm. went to the 70s. Oh, and sure. I brought this to your ears, Mark. Mm-hmm. The modern lovers from your home state of tax, sorry, Massachusetts. Um, so let's chat about the label thing, of course. First and foremost, um, this band is called Proto Punk, Art Rock, Garage Rock. Obviously, mm-hmm. we weren't around in 1970. But, Mark, um, what do you think about, you know, if we were around in 1970, what would we be thinking about calling this music? <laughs> yeah, my first instinct would be to say that they're a garage rock band, right? Just kind of, I feel like that's really all encompassing enough to kind of encompass it. Um, I agree. Um, yeah. But I mean, there is clearly like some really heavy 60s pop influence, a little bit of, of art rock and, and like a dash of psychedelia in there too. Uh, obviously at the time, they couldn't have been called proto-punk, right? But but certainly we can hear uh, a lot of what would be happening in NYC in the late 70s, uh, the energy and the, and the poetic nature of it really just makes me think of like Patti Smith, uh, maybe not so profound, like profound Patti Smith, like a little lesser profound, uh, sure. but also like television and suicide yeah. uh, and even some talking heads a little bit. Like there's definitely some vibes there. Of course, uh, dudes like us wouldn't have... Uh, known any of that yet but uh you know that's where dudes like us are at now <laughs> yeah you you mentioned pace but the kind of like that beat poetry almost you know yeah where... like a little bit of that like like this is my thing and i don't have to i don't have to fit your mold and i don't care right and like it works in that aspect yeah yeah totally so the modern lovers let's talk about them they're formed by mm-hmm. jonathan richmond 
He grew up in Massachusetts. His teens started writing songs and became enamored with the Velvet Underground. In 69, he moved to NYC and opened, actually, for the Velvets. Uh, He even slept on their manager's sofa for weeks. Uh, After some time in New York City uh, and Europe and Israel, he went all over. Uh, Richmond moved back to Boston uh, with guitarist John Felice, drummer David Robinson, who would become the drummer of the Cars, Cool. And bass player Rolf Anderson, uh, they modeled themselves after the Velvets. Real quick, Mark, I don't hear much of the Velvets outside of the vocal tone delivery. Um, do you? So full disclosure, Frank uh, and listeners, I've never really bothered with the Velvet Underground. When uh, you mentioned this to me before recording, I went ahead and, and listened to some of the the, the quote unquote popular tracks, um, trying, you know, trying to see what I could pull out of it. Right. I definitely hear uh, that he's trying to do a little bit of that Lou Reed thing with his voice. Uh, and for what it's worth, this does sound a little like an amped up version of their style. But again, that's only after literally one quick listen to a handful of songs that I weren't really impressed with. So there you go. Uh, Velvet underground fans. Uh, we'd love to hear what it is you think makes them so special. Cause with that, listen, I, I have to tell you, I'm not sure what all the fuss is about, but I'm open to learn. So hit us with some some knowledge and don't just cry about how great they are. Right. Yeah. Give us details. So then yeah. as we re-listen, we, we could be like, oh, that's what they were referring to. Yeah, exactly. So moving right along, the newly formed Modern Lovers would play their first gig in 70. In 71, Felice and Anderson departed for Harvard and would be replaced by Ernie Brooks on bass and Jerry Harrison on keyboards. Jerry Harrison Mm. actually would go on uh, to the the talking heads. So pretty crazy. Mm. Uh, They'd become very popular in Boston and gain attention from Warner Brothers and A&M. 72, Felice would rejoin after the graduation uh, and the band set to record in L.A., but Richmond actually wanted to scrap the songs and start anew. Mm. That eventually led to the falling out between the band members, and they were also unsure who to sign with, and they also were dealing with the death of their good friend, Graham Parsons. Um, long story short, this mm-hmm. was recorded in 71, okay. not released until 76, uh, okay. which by then they were Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers. Mm-hmm. So let's go through these songs. Marky Ray to crack this old nut open. I'm a modern man, Frank, and I dare say a modern lover. So let's do it. All right. Yeah. Road Runner, an ode to Mass Route 128. Do you know where that is, by the way? Not a cl- I left when I was nine, dude. I have no <laughs> idea what the fucking roads are. Also influenced by the Velvet Underground Sister Ray, which is that, that song is 17 minutes long. Just for oh, the record. I can tell you right now, it's 16 minutes too long. Unlike that track, which is about Lou Reed's debauchery, uh, this, mm. this is a get in your car and drive yourself to freedom type song. So, no. Mark, you road running with this song? Thank golly this thing isn't 17 minutes, oh. my main man. Uh, I mean, it's it's a fun little rock number. Uh, all the instruments are, are well balanced. I like the tempo. Four minutes is still a little long. I, I we'll call it for my attention span, uh, especially for like, what should be a pretty straightforward track. I think you put this at three minutes, cut out some of that filler, uh, and it's an awesome track. Yeah. Track two, Astral Plane, another easy to digest ditty. Uh, it's like the keys want the key keyboard, that is, mm-hmm. want to make this psychedelic, but the rest of the band is like, no, 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 this is going to be like nuanced 
rock and roll. Mm. Um, I'm actually digging this track, Mark. You going to that astral plane? I'm already there, brother. And let mm. me tell you, mm. hey, uh, I'm into this, the keyboard sound. Yeah. I think it pairs really well with the band. And if I'm making an argument about what could have been better about the doors, I'd point out this oh. track and say, look at what a fucking bass player can do for your sound, you arrogant pricks. I really like the song. Yeah, cool song. Track <laughs> three, Old World. Uh, mm. Richmond seems to be referencing his youth and saying kind of bye-bye to that old world in the 50s American life. Uh, being mm. this is 71 when recorded, a lot has happened in that gap uh, well, that- during the world. So I'm sure I was moving very fast for a lot of people. The music personally kind of loses me. I found myself more interested actually in the lyrics, maybe back to that poetry thing you were talking about, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, than the actual music, Mark. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. Lyrically, it's it's an interesting track to hear him working out what a post-60s world uh, is from somebody who came of age or had his youth in the 50s right because he's got to be in his like his his 20s right here right exactly so it's got to be like what it is to be 20 in 1971's got to really be interesting uh so much uh as you said going on there i'm I'm sure you're right frank uh it must have been a wild wild time to be alive musically here i felt like they couldn't decide if the keys were leading Mm -hmm. or the guitar uh it feels like like Jerry Harrison and his keyboard one. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I don't think it was the right choice. Uh, this song is, is just, A, again, way too long uh, and bloated with his excess fills and, and runs. I, I'm not feeling it. The keys, they took over. Yeah, no. they really did. No. Uh, track four, Pablo Picasso. Uh, the central figure of this tune uh, basically is how women cannot resist him. Richmond said the song was really about his own adolescent self-awareness uh, with women. Uh, okay. I do like the lyric, the girls turn color of the avocado, because in Pablo Picasso's paintings, the, uh, some of the women were that kind of avocado green. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very artsy, very yeah. artsy subject. Um, Mark, what, what do you say here? I liked this song like the first time. Mm-hmm. And the more I heard it, just kind of the lamer and lamer it felt. <laughs> Lyrically, while it's clever, it's only a few lines. And because the song is so long, they repeat just like to an obnoxious level. Uh, plus the guitar soloing on this track really doesn't work. I feel like the tension in the band is, is really coming across in the music on this track. And it doesn't work. I, I really don't like this. Well, track five, she cracked. Um, oh, no. More of that steady proto kind of punk garage sound with Richmond's almost monotone vocals. Uh, mm-hmm. Speed this up to five times faster and you'll have an early punk sound uh, that would become the thing soon. This song was okay for me. Mark, what, what do you think about that? Did you get this cracked? My favorite, this is my favorite track so far. Mm. Um, I agree with you. I think if, if they had double timed that snare, um, this could easily have been a song from The Damned. Right. Um, uh, the length is, is right. I liked that that faster tempo kept them from really overfilling it with runs and unnecessary soloing. Uh, Richmond's lyric style of, of repeating just a few lines uh, a ton works better in this faster, shorter style. It, it doesn't feel as uh, drawn out. It's as drawn out and so weighty. You don't feel yeah. like you're laying it on quite so heavy. So like yeah. I said, I, I think She Cracks probably my favorite track so far. 
track six is hospital. Uh, this to me is the most interesting track on the record. Uh, it's a really somber story where Richmond, um, you know, is to be back in one's life after their hospital stint. Uh, when the verses pick up, you could almost hear that element of the doors that you were talking about earlier. Uh, I would say for me, this is a standout track, um, largely because it's really different. Uh, Mark. Yeah, uh, this is definitely an interesting track. That's words I'd use to it. Again, big, big doors vibes here. Right off the heels of the the 60s, it's not a stretch to assume that they would have also been a pretty big influence on the band. That is the doors. Yeah, uh, I really like the line. I go to bakeries all day long. Yeah. There's a lack of sweetness in my life. Like It feels like kind of letting you in on a really, really personal inside joke. Um, or it's just like a corny line that works for them. Uh, either way, uh, you know, obviously at, at five and a half minutes, it, it's just way too long for the song. Uh, but I like the somber tone, even uh, the doors kind of staccato fast breaks uh, work like like 80% of it works for me. Um, it's an interesting song. Uh, doesn't quite satisfy for me, but it's, you can see that there's a lot of really creative stuff that given the right producer, they really could have pulled this song into something very special. 80% of the time works all the time, right? That's that's amen <laughs> from your lips to God's ears. My man. Uh, track seven, someone I care about uh, again, very garage rock sounding. And this is, you know, my only complaint when songs choose not to have a chorus, sometimes an album of songs without hooks, you know, it gets a little tiresome. Uh, there needs to be at least one. And I think this is maybe where they could have put it. Mark. I'm right with you, man. Uh, this song with like a big fat juicy hook would oh. have been a huge hit. And without it, she just doesn't satisfy my man. Right. I just really, again, this is a, like the, these two tracks back to back, whoever their producer was fire that dude, bring somebody else in. I'm with him. Scrap yeah. this, re-record the whole thing. Right. Uh, track eight, girlfriend. Uh, we get a spelling lesson here from Richmond, and <laughs> if faster, I would think that it would even it would it would remind me. Excuse me, of "I Want You Around" by the the Ramones, um, in which I would have taken that speed. Actually, to be honest with you, what what about you? Yeah, I can totally see that. But more than that, it feels like the most Velvet Underground song I gave a listen to uh, after mentioning. Uh, after you mentioned the connection to me uh, that said, I do like this track. It, it works for them. Um, I think on a, a less bloated album, this would have been a great end to like an A side or even like the full blown closer mm. for the album. I think it, it's a really cool track. I love spelling out girlfriend, but leaving off the D it's really, it's a cool song. Like it, it, it would really work very well as like a mood changer. There you go. Track nine, Modern World. So this is actually the last track of the original release. We went from the old world a couple of tracks ago to the modern world. Oh. Uh, the dropping of the cigarette is built upon the song she cracked and alludes to his love for a clean lifestyle, which he talks about in an upcoming bonus track. Uh, mark your thoughts on this for the ender. You know, I dig it. I liked it. It bookends with Roadrunner matching that kind of energy really well. Um Right, like two songs about kind of barreling down uh, a highway at yeah. fast speeds in a car. Like, I don't know, it, it's it, it kind of works in that way, and I, I like it as the closer. As far as it goes, like a song on its own. Look, I'm a sucker for a good clap part. I think 
this is another song that had a ton of potential, but didn't quite finish for me. There you go. There you go. Now we get into these bonus tracks from that expanded edition. Uh, track 10 is Dignified and Old. Uh, for a bonus track on the reissue, I actually really dig this. Uh, it has kind of a clash E minor chord that gives a little edge, uh, mm-hmm. which makes me um, you know, want to correct myself as the band was uh, before the clash, right? Um, where, you know, when it was as far as when it was recorded. But I'm actually digging this. Uh, Mark, you, you, are you Dignified and Old? Yeah, I sure am old. Um, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, if if this was my record, um, I, I would have put this on the original release. Thank you. Uh, I, almost directly in place of Pablo Picasso, right? I, I don't think you need a joke song right there. I don't think there's any way to listen to Pablo Picasso and not assume it's a joke song. Uh, you know, they work better at this kind of yeah pop speed, man. I, I, I think this is a much better track. Totally. Track 11, I'm straight. Straight is not referencing sexuality. It's referencing nope. a clean lifestyle as mm. the hippie Johnny in the song uh, is someone who apparently gets stoned. Uh, he gets along with this hippie Johnny character, but thinks it's better to be straight than stoned and thinks it would be preferable for the girl uh, for a potential date partner, uh, as opposed to the stone guy. Anyway, uh, Mark, how you holding up with this one, buddy? This one's hard to get through for me. Um, not because of the length and I'm not certainly, uh, <laughs> against advocate or I, I'm certainly an advocate for the sticky icky, um, <laughs> but because of like the awkward, jealous nature of this song, like just major creep vibes. Like it feels again, a little bit like, we have Pablo Picasso or I'm straight. Which joke song are we going to put on the album? Right. And I really, they wish they had just left both off. Like, and he's friends with this guy. Yeah. And you're calling your buddy's girl and telling her like, oh, he's such a pothead loser. You should date me instead. Like kind of a scummy thing to do. Bro. <laughs> Track 12 is government center. Uh, this tune is about Richmond wanting to go to the downtown of Boston to play for the employees at the government center to cheer them up. Uh, Mark, when are you going to that government center, by the way? You know, I'm not sure. I know it's sometime this week, man. Okay, um, cool. You know, cool. if you don't hear back from me, they got me. Oh. Um, but this one's fun, man. Uh, that mm. reverb on his voice. Yeah. Again, a clap part. And the keys just give it that fun kind of 60s jam feel. And it, it totally works. No reason this, this should have been on the album. Again, another one, right? Mm-hmm. Track 13, I want to sleep in your arms, Mark. Uh, here's that proto-punk uh, <laughs> and full force in this tune. Not much other to say than this is now 73 when it's recorded. Mm. Um, and the songs were not quite as fast yet, Mark. Yeah, again, uh, if I'm in the band, I'm fighting for this song to go on the album. I, I like I think the tempo uh, scares them a little and it keeps them from overthinking the songs. Yeah. And that works for them in a big, bad way. I want to sleep on your arms. Absolutely should have been on yeah. the original release. Yeah. Uh, Dance with me. Uh, that's the final one. And apparently I, I didn't put anything in there. Oh, I don't know why. Um Jeez, I don't know what to say. Mark, what do you think about this tune? <laughs> I'd love to, Frank. Uh, just not to this song. Uh, it feels a bit like this was an, an alternative to a, a hospital. Uh, and that just worked out better in, in the end. So they they went with that track for the album, right? Like, 
it feels like they did a couple versions of the same song and picked and choose between them. And this one feels like the opposite for hospital to me. I, 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 I can yeah. see why it's a bonus track. Yeah. I'll just repeat what you said. So, cause I don't know yeah. where my, where my section went. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't there when I wrote mine. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, so the last three tracks, they're just alternate versions of someone I cared about modern world and Roadrunner. Uh, this album was released with critical acclaim and had the influence of both sides of the Atlantic, giving the way, as they say, for punk. Um, mm-hmm. Mark, give us your final assessment of the album. Sure. Modern Lovers, Modern Lovers suffers from <laughs> infighting among the band in a big, bad way. I, I like saying big, bad way on this record. The tension is audible as the members struggle to establish their dominance over each other in each song that said there are more than a handful of songs on here that really work and i think if they could resolve their issues in the studio maybe get a better producer this would have been a bigger album and potentially much bigger band astroplane she's cracked girlfriend Dignified and Old, I Want to Sleep in Your Arms are all really cool tracks uh, that I found myself circling back to. While tracks like Hospital were clearly trying to blur the lines of what people expected from them, I don't think all the other risks paid off. Many times simply because they went far too long. Land the fucking plane sometimes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> a, a good hook wouldn't have killed these guys either. So Frank, this is a six out of 10 for me, uh, worth a listen. Uh, but I don't know about how many re-listens and, and I won't be picking it up in the store. There you go. Um, all right. So the modern lovers, they're another interesting band that, that I think we're, it's worth dedicating time to, uh, sure. if you haven't heard them before, uh, as, as someone who's not into the velvets, I heard a slight similarity, but that wouldn't be my focus here uh if punk pulls from a lot of different aspects of rock the driving rock and genuine honesty in these lyrics is where i see the lovers playing a role uh topically this is polar opposite of of what early punk would be based on however there's something to be said about richmond's throbbing you know vocal delivery um and there are many instances where i thought if the guitars were distorted and the songs were faster uh, well, you would kind of have then that punk sound. Songs like Roadrunner, Astroplane, and Hospital, to me, lead the way uh, with really tight musical pieces and an open window view into the life that Richmond wanted. Um, you know, the term straight edge didn't come into play until Minor Threat, but we do see the concept here a couple of times highlighting the lifestyle. Some of the tracks do lose me, and maybe this is why Richmond wanted to start over in the studio, perhaps. Uh, although an album of slow tunes... Um, like this though would would bore me so and i know i kind of richmond stuff is a little on the slower side uh with robinson going on to play drums in the cars and harrison going on in the talking heads i i could see the cult appeal of this band uh with that said you gave it a six i give it a six and a half for me um you know if the songs come on on loop or on the you know mixes i won't necessarily turn them off but i'm not running to the record store to pick this one up so Mark, um, what do you have for us next week? You know, uh, I'm going to a concert tomorrow. Oh, so I thought, what better than uh, a live album? It's not the band I'm going to go see. Um, (laughs) Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, (laughs) Kelly won tickets to go see me without you. So we're going to see that. I'm not going to listen to a me without you album because I I really just have a hard time with it. I thought they were finished. 
Yeah, I mean, this is another farewell tour. So, I mean, oh. like they're, they're basically kiss at this point where every two years they do a farewell tour. Uh. Um, <laughs> that said, uh, you and I, sir, are going to listen to 2003's Live in a Dive from Strung Out. Oh, I thought this would be a fun way to take a look at the band. It really covers that first half of their catalog really well. Does a ton of covers all of the hits from that early half. There's a ton of great stuff that happens after it. I'm sure you and I will do a brief recap of basically the back half of their catalog because there are some really phenomenal albums in there. But man. I thought, man, you know what? I just want to listen to something with great energy. So Strung Out's 2003, Live in a Dive, which I have on vinyl. Ooh. That cost a lot. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. No, it was. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was like, oh, it was. Did, did you buy it from from Fat, and then he released a colored uh, version after? Or I think that did happen. I mean, he always <laughs> seems to do that. Fatty, fat, fat. But cool, man. Well, I'm interested in diving into the live and the dive from Strung Out. Um, you know, I listen to Strung Out. I, I would, you know, I would say fairly often, but that one, mm-hmm. as far as listening it to front to back, it's been a while. So uh, sure. I'm, I'm anxious and that's awesome, man. So, Hey guys, thank you for joining like subscribe, rate review, comment, be safe out there. Wow. We zowie. Uh, don't be shy with the recommendations either. Now, uh, while you're thinking about which album would piss me off the most to recommend, <sighs> uh, do me a favor, take a deep breath and say this with me. Oh my, my, Oh, hell yes. Oh, Bye-bye. Well, it's you too, of course, right? Or Oh, my God. Or like Pearl Jam. Or Pearl Jam. Oh, you guys should listen to Pearl Jam. They're the greatest band ever. <laughs> All they did was, was eat Nirvana's lunch. <laughs> that should get us some hate. <laughs> yeah, probably will.